You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, of course, with all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network. The service men and women around the world are here. And your boy, Speeds, The Spittin' Statistician, give him a little taste of home. I'm so glad to be able to fill that space. I got my boy, Donnie Burns, with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. And if you want to join me this hour... So many ways you could do it. You could holler at me on the phone at 844-843-6879. You could also catch us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, and you can follow me at Spittin' Speeds. we got a couple of poll questions up there for you guys on the show. Now that the dust has settled, remember we had a hot, scalding uh, NFL draft coverage last week. Now that the dust has settled a little bit, you know, we heard about Jamal Charles going to Denver. It makes me wonder, there are still some quarterbacks out there that are, you know, readily available. We know the situation with Colin Kaepernick and how he's, you know, I think he's been blacklisted and blackballed collusion, but we can get into that another time. There's Jay Cutler, who's, you know, chilling naked on the beach somewhere. You know, is he still able to be maybe be a backup somewhere. There's RG3 who's still looking for a job. What is the right kind of situation for them? And don't forget about a guy named Ryan Fitzpatrick, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets fans. If we're talking about a um, teaching role, a backup job. So the question is, which of those four quarterbacks do you think will get a job first? We're also with my boy Donnie Burns, the NBA expert correspondent for the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to talk a little bit more of NBA playoffs. What what happened in Boston Garden with Isaiah Thomas going off, okay? Whether it's, whether it's a flight he's got to take, it's his sister, it's a tooth. He is just showing why he is maybe the most clutch performer in this NBA playoffs. We're going to have a lot of fun, talk a lot of stuff. Come on right back after the break. We're going to get into the starting lineup. I'm going to give you a little bit more thoughts of what's going down in Fenway between the Orioles and the Rod Sox as well. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Johnny Burns over here making me want to jump, jump, just like Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me get into my starting lineup with you real quick. I want to give you some news and notes here around Major League Baseball. This has been, this is an especially painful day. I have a lot of injuries to report and a lot of arms. And if you remember, I've been telling you, I even wrote it in Benny Ricciardi's guide, definitive guide to fantasy baseball. I told you to not spend up for the pitching because you would be really, really upset when they inevitably 
actually go on the DL. Well, with that in mind, Texas starting pitcher Cole Hamels, he's going on the DL with an oblique injury. Corey Kluber, the Indians ace, going on the DL with a back injury. Edison Volquez going on the DL with a blister issue. This may be more of one of those 10-day things where he really only misses a start or two. And Noah Syndergaard going for a second opinion. They are now saying that that injury could be three-plus months. That was quick. Very similar to how when Madison Bumgarner had his injury, there was one projection, then all of a sudden it changed to months very, very quickly. And I'm not done. A's place one of their closers, Sean Doolittle, on the DL as well with a shoulder injury. And Miguel Cabrera may have re-injured his groin in his first game back for the Tigers against the Indians yesterday. He left in the eighth inning. Let's get to some good news, though, right? Cuban, 19-year-old Cuban import, Luis Robert. It looks like he worked out for the San Diego Padres yesterday. Maybe he will be signing with the team sometime soon. And also, Clay Bellinger, and uh, Corey Bellinger, excuse me. Clay was his dad, former Yankee, has been very, very impressive. The question is, will he stick with Jock Peterson coming back off the DL looking like this weekend? I have a creative solution, and it's the same creative solution I offered to the Mets with regard to Michael Conforto. I said that they needed to, you know, not only utilize that crowded outfield, they needed to utilize that first base spot. And like you've seen with the Mets, they moved Jay Bruce to play a little bit of first base to clear the way for Michael Conforto. Obviously, injuries to guys like Cespedes and Duda did not hurt. But if you're the Dodgers... What about considering first base and letting Bellinger play a little bit there to spell Aegon? I think you could have the same effect, and Conforto has certainly proven dividends for the Mets. Bellinger, along with Peterson, could do the same thing for the Dodgers. Keeping it moving. As we talk about the starters that I gave you last night in DFS, remember I tell you the way to win that cash is by going into the starters. I gave you James Paxton. He had 6Ks, did not get the quality start, though. Still gave you about 30 30 fantasy points. That was good enough for me, at least, in my lineups. Tanaka, I told you I liked. Also, he got a win, but only went six and a third innings. Did only strike out four, but with that win... Made it look good for you if you were in cash games, probably. I told you who not. I told you I was trying to fade Corey Kluber because he was too expensive, and he got rocked. It's all the more evidence that you can try to beat the top at times if you have a stud that you truly like, like I did like Paxton. Today, on the flip side, I think you got to go with Jake Arrieta. I like Jake Arrieta, even though he's 10,100, I do pay up for him today. There are a lot of kind of like wishy-washy options to me. And so I like I like looking at Vegas. And what Vegas told me was that the Cubs tonight were minus 190 favorites. That looks good for Jake Arrieta. And also the over-under on this game is only 7, making everybody think that it was going to be a low total. I like Jake Arrieta. Um, my boy Robbie Reyes is uh, starting tonight. He's been my boy. I like what the lefty has done with his K upside. But unfortunately tonight, he's going up against the Washington Nationals in our nation's capital. And right now, that lineup is sick. Okay, that Washington lineup, they're putting up, remember, they put up 23 runs over the weekend. So I would stay away from that. But here's where I would go. There's another starter in that game. What about national starter Gio Gonzalez at 8,900? I know he's not sexy, I know he's not something that moves the needle, but he does have a 1.62 ERA so far this season. He does have five quality starts in a row. He has 
earned you over 39 points a start on FanDuel scoring in four of his last five starts. And I told you about this. I like what happens in Vegas. The Nationals are minus 140 right now as the game gets going. So I like Arietta tonight as the stud, but uh, if you're trying to beat him, consider Gio Gonzalez at 8,900. But here's what I got to do. I got to talk to you guys about, you know, what's going on in Fenway. And uh, here's the deal. There's the whole, you know, subtext about, you know, what I believe has just, you know, kind of in essence been emboldened in this country in the last, oh, I don't know, call it six months. But uh, as I said before, we can't be desensitized to this. Okay, so I think it's good that it's in the public conversation. I think it's good that people like CeCe Sabathia and others are coming out and saying that this is something that they confront. This is something they deal with. I think it's good, you know, kind of the way the Red Sox responded. But It's not enough to have this be a one-time thing, and I really don't think it should be desensitized. We should become immune to this as a society. I drew the parallel to soccer hooliganism in the other show, and I do believe that this is not okay, and this has recently been emboldened. But I talked about it a little bit yesterday, so I want to talk about this other thing, the pure beef between the Orioles and the Red Sox. And, yo, Donnie, we have a clip here of what Manny Machado was saying. He went off. He was thrown at again by Chris Sale. I want to let you guys hear what Machado had to say, but then I want to kind of chronicle this and talk about, like, when will it stop and what are the unwritten rules of baseball around this? So, Donnie, can we play that Manny Machado clip from postgame last night? Go ahead and hit me. You know, don't let the keep lingering around and, you know, keep trying to hit people. I mean, it's MLB should do something about hit the pitchers out there with balls in their hands, throwing 100 miles per hour, trying to hit people. I got a bat, too. I could go up there and, and, and crush somebody if I wanted to. But you know what? I, I'll get suspended for the year, and the pitchers only get suspended for two games. That's, 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 not, that's not cool. That's not cool. Do you think they should take some action? I don't know. That's not, my, I mean, that's not my call. I mean, I play baseball. That's all I can control. So, um, you know, so they got to do something about it. I mean, you're going to hit somebody, go ahead, hit, hit them. But... Why do you think they're continuing to do this? I don't know. I mean, go ask them. Go ask Farrell. Go ask that, that, that side on the other side. I don't know. I mean, I mean, for me, as I see it, is that I we, I slid into second base normal, and then I, you know, kind of hurt someone a little bit, you know, un, un, unintentional. I grabbed them after the, after the matter of fact, and uh, you know, they're still they're still trying to pay, pay pay the piper. I don't know what they're trying to pay for. I don't I, I don't know what their mindset is. So, I mean. Whatever, I'm just, I'm just going to keep playing baseball, doing, doing what I got to do, keep winning games out here, keep playing for my team, and, and that's all I can show. Yo, Machado is clearly over the moon pissed off with the Boston Red Sox. And I got to tell you something, I think he makes a couple of good points. First of all, this whole thing started a couple of weeks ago when Machado slid hard into second base. He got into Pedroia. A lot of people may have thought it was a hard slide or a late slide, but Pedroia himself didn't say much, said this is what happens, I get slid into, it wasn't that big of a deal. And apparently Jones, excuse me, Machado and Pedroia exchanged texts afterwards, like, you know, kind of apologetic, kind of calmed the nerves. The next day, Matt Barnes throws behind uh, Manny Machado. Then now Sale throws behind Manny Machado. Add in all the the stuff that Adam Jones has been facing, you know, and and, and the question I think Machado asks is right. Like, at one point, I get it, okay? You, you, You brush someone back or you even plunk someone. But that's like one time. They've been doing this consistently, and I think, you know, 
Machado brought up the fact that he's got a, the pitcher has a weapon throwing a rock 90 miles an hour in essence, but he couldn't go out there charging with a bat. Interestingly enough, though, Machado is a guy who, remember, a few years ago threw his bat down the third baseline. He said it was unintentional as well, but that started a little bit of beef. Remember when he was uh, with the Oakland A's, I think it was with Josh Donaldson, literally using the bat as a weapon. So Machado is G, yo, 100%. He's not joking with all this. He made another interesting point about how the suspensions are kind of imbalanced. It's the same as what I've been telling telling you guys about the 10-day DL. A suspension's the same. Let's say you get a 10-game suspension. If you're a position player, you miss 8, 9, 10 games. If you're a pitcher, you miss, like, one start. And that may be emboldening this whole dynamic that the pitchers can, like, you know, go there on renegade justice, but the batters cannot. They risk more, and it just seems to not be in the norms of baseball. On this side, I think Manny Machado has an interesting... Point. What I will say is the more important thing is what Adam Jones is talking about. That's the most important part of what was going on in Fenway Park so far this week. We cannot think this is okay. However, when we move on here on the Fantasy Freestyle, Speeds the Spitting Statistician will be holding you down. We're going to talk about the draft, talk about that poll question, and Donnie, ba- Donnie Burns and I break down the NBA playoffs. Coming right back, Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, a big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network around the world, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. Big shout out to my man, Donnie Burns, on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. A little bit of an update. The Blue Jays put up a big time four spot against the Yankees here in the Bronx and against uh, Mr. Sabathia going on there early on but uh you know you might have known that if you signed up for the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns trend analysis and player insights become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist we help you set the ideal lineups every week and this season you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by insideinjuries.com get the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings enter promo code free radio at checkout and you will get a special discount that is a great deal you need to hop on over there get that package this way you could talk you know you can get all the insight from jake seeley fantasy baseball's number one ranker you get the king scott angle all sorts of good stuff and also download that fantasy sports radio network app this way you can get all of our content all of our shows 24 7 fantasy sports programming for free speaking of which let me give you more of what you need to help win your leagues and win that cash news and notes from the nfl justin Forsett has retired calling it a career after nine years he had a streak of like two good seasons with Baltimore. Turned that into a contract. God bless him, I tell you. Reuben Foster, on the other hand, he was medically rejected and off the board, we're hearing now, of a lot more teams than we thought. Remember, the San Francisco 49ers traded back into the first round to take Reuben Foster at number 31 overall, but he has issues with both shoulders, the labrum and the rotator cuff. You remember, 
Jonathan Allen, also from that Alabama defense, also they think have shoulder issues. Gary Barnage, former tight end of the Cleveland Browns. Remember, he was released after the draft last week. He is meeting as a free agent with the Buffalo Bills today. Malcolm Butler, remember there was a lot of trade talk leading up to the draft with the Saints, with other teams. What would the Pats do? Well, Malcolm Butler reported to Patriots OTAs today saying that he is ready to go and all in with the Pats for the 2017 season. And a couple of things that I want to get out here as well. Ladarius Green is participating in OTAs. If you've been a longtime fan of the Fantasy Freestyle, which your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, all the way back to I had my boy Rock's young fistful of rings down with me on the Fantasy Freestyle, we have been tracking Ladarius Green because we thought this could have been very important for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense for Big Ben Roethlisberger to take over to take over that kind of Heath role that had been there for so many years. And uh, unfortunately, Ladarius Green has been battling concussions and concussion symptoms for a long time, had other injuries as well. So I just want to say, you know, tip of the cap and big shout out to Ladarius Green. The best ability is availability, and maybe he can have a healthy 2017. The last thing I want to say... We heard we uh, shared the news with you guys a couple of weeks ago about the tragedy that befell that befell Todd Heap and his family when uh, their child Holly their child Holly Heap uh, as a three year old was actually run over and killed in the driveway by the family. Unfortunately, and today was Holly Heap's birthday. She would have turned four years old today after that incident that happened on April fifteenth. And so, what the family is doing, and what I think is, you know. I guess a nice story and a nice idea and a nice thing for people to do is uh, they're talking today. They've branded today as Hugs for Holly Day, where and the Heap family is asking everyone to just go through some random acts of kindness, hug someone, do something nice in a kind of pay it forward way. And that was a way to honor the life of Holly Heap today and they're making every May 3rd her birthday hugs for Holly Day so if you want to go out I know uh, it's already 7 o'clock or 7.30 Eastern time but if you still have time today make sure you do something nice out there um, just doing something nice can go a long way and um, you know it won't take the pain away from the Heap family but I do think this was nice hugs for Holly going on today Keeping it moving, though, we do have that poll question up on that FNTSY radio Twitter poll. And right now, I got to tell you, with 200 people already having voted, and big shout out to all the people that are following us at FNTSY. Also, can follow your boy at Spittin' Speeds. And I ask, which of these quarterbacks will find a job first, Donnie Burns? Will it be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jay Cutler, Robert Griffin III, or Colin Kaepernick? And interestingly enough, we have some votes, but we also have some people that have replied. One want to say uh, one, the snake out there said, wow, no none option, which I think is interesting. And then also Donnie V says Cutler, but Kaepernick was actually really good last year and she'd be considered but won't be due to reasons outside of football. I kind of agree with that. I don't agree with the none option. And let me tell you why. I just think a lot of teams are waiting, like I said, because of the draft. And right now you might see a flurry starting specifically next week. Next week is when signings will no longer count against compensatory picks okay, in the league calendar. So I think some teams may be waiting. And I've got potential homes for all four of these guys. 
Donnie Burns, one of them involves your Miami Dolphins. Now, if you think about it, you hear how, you know, we've heard of trade potential with guys like Andy McCarron, guys like, you know, Mike Glennon back before he re-signed this deal. Well, in that same vein is the Miami Dolphins backup quarterback, Matt Moore. And so I wonder, Donnie, if Jay Cutler, who had success with Adam Gaze previously, would it be something that Miami would consider if they thought they could flip Matt Moore and then just use Jay Cutler? as a backup see here's my thing with that and uh, you know some of my friends have talked to me about that matt moore and jay cutler to me are similar in the fact that they'll take shots they'll take you know so a lot of the time they won't be right. good shots but here's my thing with cutler is i know he worked with gays before but his thing is not his skill or his his skill sets it's his decision making and his leadership and ability to get yeah. along with others he's not good at either of those things and right, but as a backup thing. what does it really matter i mean yeah. Tannehill is kind of on his last legs the jury is still out he's coming off a big time injury uh I, I mean listen i don't think anything is a perfect fit but i'm just coming up with options and i do see a yeah. potential for that one check out this one though ryan fitzpatrick you know where i could see a fit where going right back to houston yeah, well, going right back to Houston was in that system. To fantasy Hopkins. relevance to DeAndre Hopkins, absolutely. But you know what else Fitz is? Fitz is smart, and Fitz has played this mentor role before. You got to hear the way guys like Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty from the Jets talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick as a leader. They don't necessarily have that kind of leader right there. Wouldn't it be great for a guy like Deshaun Watson to learn under a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you know has the mental capability to understand the offense and does not have an ego that maybe Jay Cutler would have and be okay in this kind of tutor role with experience in that Houston locker room, I think the Texans could be an intriguing fit for a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they could even keep Tom Savage on the roster as well. But that kind of veteran presence could be interesting for Deshaun Watson in Houston. And here's the other one, Kaepernick and RG3. I have potential landing spots for both of them. I don't want any shares of RG3, though. Fine. I don't mind Kaepernick. Let's see what, what you got for Cap. Because yeah, so, I agree with uh, that, the guy from Twitter. He, he won't get a job, but he deserves one. Right. So here's what I'm thinking. If you, you may remember... A couple of weeks ago, I told you about how Trevon Boykin was getting into not multiple legal issues up there in Seattle. And one of the things I've always said is you want your backup quarterback to have the same attributes and kind of run this, be able to run the same kind of offense as your starter. And your starter there is Russell Wilson. So wouldn't you need a backup like Trayvon Boykin was that has some escapability, some motive, mobility, some ability to make plays from outside of the pocket? And that is what both RG3 and Colin Kaepernick can do. So I think those could be interesting fits. And remember, just like you say with uh, the Jay Cutler, both RG3 and Colin Kaepernick kind of need a very strong locker room. And there is no strong, you know, there is no kind of stronger presence than that Seattle locker room. I think you need that type of quarterback and it could be a fit. But um, what I want to do with you, Don, because we only got a couple minutes before we go to break. And then after the break, I'm, glad, I'm so excited to have my boy Adam Leon join the show. Remember, I told you guys that I'm in a movie. So the writer and director of Tramps, who happens to be a friend of mine and a big sports fan, is going to be joining the Cypher here on the Fantasy Freestyle in a little while. But I got to ask you, uh, Donnie, is there anyone better in the fourth quarter than Isaiah Thomas? Oh, my God. I wish I could have seen that game because that's just that's special, man, to, to have all that happen. 
No, 18 for 33 from the field on his sister's birthday, 53 points. On his sister's birthday. On his sister's birthday. And if you saw the game, you would have seen that Isaiah Thomas was just like in one of those zones. He was not going to be defeated. John Wall and the Wizards have been now ahead in game one and game two of the series. We'll see what happens when he goes back to Washington. Remember, the Wizards were completely different against the Hawks in the first round when the games were in Washington. On the Western side, I got to tell you, Golden State, they look good. They look smooth and easy, but they only went 7 for 29 from three-point land. That 24% rate, I don't think is going to get it done in the long term. If that Golden State Warriors team that won game one runs up against the Houston Rockets team that won their series game one, the Houston Rockets beat that effort. So... I, I, I kind of want to see if the Spurs can answer back tonight. Do you think the, do you think the Spurs have it in them tonight, Donny? Uh, yeah, I said don't ever count them out. They can run people off that three, and that's the, which the Rockets are good at. All right, so we'll talk about this more tomorrow because, you know, LeBron James is in action tonight, that incredible Spurs-Rockets series. I got, a, I got a little data point I want to share with you, Donny, tomorrow. So when we talk NBA playoffs tomorrow, I'm going uh, to have some stats to back it up about the Houston Rockets and how they are keeping their three-point game into the playoffs, which is actually a little different from them. So we'll see what happens in the NBA playoffs tonight. Right now, already, the Cleveland Cavaliers are up on the Toronto Raptors. When we come back, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician Dane Martinez and my boy Adam Leon, writer-director of Tramps, big baseball and fantasy baseball fan as well. Come on right back. Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. Aha! You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like I said, I'm going to have my boy here, Adam Leon, with me, the writer and director of Tramps and also writer and director of Gimme the Loot, which won the South by Southwest Film Festival back in 2012. I'm in both movies, so you need to check it out. Me and my boy, we talk uh, the movie and also, uh, you know, a little bit of baseball as well. So uh, check it out. All right, so here we are on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. I told you guys last week that I'm in a movie that you have the ability to Netflix and chill with your boy, Dane Martinez. So I'm very happy right now to have joining the show Adam Leon, a true friend of mine, but also the writer and director of Tramps and a big sports fan. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I tell people that I'm in a movie called Tramps, and right away they get, uh, you know, one kind of idea, right, about what the movie might be. But I'm reading reviews, and the Washington Post has called it a rom-com caper with knockabout charm. But I want to hear from you, Adam. Describe Tramps. What's the movie all about? Yeah, I think it's a combination of you and the title Tramps that people may be suspicious of. That could be true. Not one or the other. Yeah, it's just like a, you know, Dane and I grew up in, in New York City, went to the same high school together. Uh, it's something that's sort of a celebration of the way that we grew up, maybe a little bit of a throwback to the city that we grew up in, um, and just, it's, uh, it's a little caper film, a little romance movie. What I wanted to do was take kind of a um, classic Hollywood romance idea. We tried to do something that kind of takes to the streets, uh, does something really genuinely, does something really honestly. Um, shot it a couple summers ago, and then um, we went to uh, Toronto Film Festival, 
and Netflix came in and, and bought it and uh, has released it as a Netflix original. So that's awesome, and it was released last Friday, April 21st, I do believe. And and how is that how is that working, like trying to get a movie to go to Netflix as opposed to, say, the theaters? I know your last movie was released in, a few, in theaters in a few American cities. Like, is it, you know, is this just part of where we're going in terms of everyone just cutting the cord and going with these kind of streaming services? Do you think that's how it's going to be, like your next movie? Is it even going to, are there going to be movies in theaters? 10, 15 years from now? I think there will be. I mean, I love going to movie theaters, but, you know, it takes a certain amount of money and a certain amount of time. I do it. I'm a cinephile. It's the thing that I do. It's the thing that I love. Uh, I encourage people to go to the movie theaters if they like it, you know. Um, my last movie, which Dane is also in, called Give Me the Loot, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. And uh, really, we had about maybe 10,000, 15,000 people see it around the world in... Uh, in a movie theater, which is amazing. It was a dream of mine since I was a kid, but then once it went to Netflix, it changed everything. I mean, it wasn't even one of their Netflix originals that they're sort of putting up on their site. Uh, but we think, you know, 10, 20 times the amount of people saw it. Uh, we don't know for sure, but like, it was just clearly seemed from the reactions that we were getting from people emailing me that once it hit Netflix, that's where most people were watching the movie. I think it's fun. I think it's good that there's so many options. And in the end, I was able to make my movie like 100% the way that me and the team wanted to. And then it's gonna it's out in 190 countries around the world. Uh, so it's it's kind of kind of bonkers to be able to do something uncompromised and have Netflix say like, yeah, people in Taiwan and South Africa should see this. And we're reading tweets from people in Taiwan and South Africa saying that they love the movie. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. That's awesome. You got to get those uh, people who are tweeting to also follow your boy at Spitting Speeds on Twitter. Uh, that's that's what it is here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let me ask you this. You know, I already talked about some of the positive reviews the film is getting. Even in my circles, people that I'm sharing the film with, there's been a lot of praise um, for things like your camera work, the angles, the focus, and kind of using the city itself as kind of like a living, breathing character. Can you talk about that? Is that something you intentionally do? Is that part of your style? Is that part of your inspiration? Talk to me about what, what goes into some of the cinema, cinematography that I think, to be honest, Honest, Adam, you are you are coming to be known for. Yeah, thank you. I mean, first of all, big shout out to Ashley Connor, who is the cinematographer on it. She's a big LA sports fan, but you know that's okay. Yeah, I think that the, this movie is a lot about uh, movement and sort of in a thematic way, like it's about these these kids who are sort of stuck in their lives and sort of need to move, and they move literally all over the city and out into Westchester, and they take all these different. We sort of made a list of transportation options, so like we're right. on a central station, they're like on a bus, they're running, they're on bikes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Sort of like every way you can kind of move. And so within that, there's a lot of the idea of sort of having them move through the space. So, uh, you know, a lot of shots where we sort of reveal the space slowly as they move through it, a lot of shots just like moving with them. And so that, that sort of idea of capturing the city through movement um, is something that I'm just really like to do and I think also fit very well with the story 
Um, but but also my team you know, pulled that off in an amazing way. No doubt. And we're here with Adam Leon, the writer and director of Tramps, which is now available on Netflix. Go out and watch it. You could also see Dane Martinez playing the role of Russell, obviously, as we continue here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But Adam, you know, this is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, so we've got to talk a little bit of sports here. You mentioned before that we grew up together, went to high school together, which is true. And we also grew up together watching and loving the New York Yankees. The Yankees are going through something of a renaissance right now. I remember when we came up, you know, they had all these young kids who would later become the core four after a dynasty. What do you think about the kind of youth movement that's going on in the Bronx right now? Do you think um, they have the ability to potentially follow in the footsteps of Derek, Bernie, Jorge, and Andy? I mean, I think it's it's sort of unfair to, to compare them to that. That's, I don't know how many of these guys... No, it's too soon for that? It's too soon for that? Hall of, Hall of Famers new new Hall of Famers but it's not too soon to get excited it's not too soon I think to get excited about a team like the Yankees taking this direction because it's hard for I think a franchise like the Yankees to sort of say you know without really using this word but like rebuild right and and it's actually like I think that we've you know we've uh, New York sports fans talk about this all the time like we love our teams we want to believe in our teams and it's easiest to believe in your team when they are number one and are have a really good chance to win the World Series or the NBA Championship or the Super Bowl, but you also can really believe in your team if you think that they're on their way to doing that. Right, if you see the plan in motion. Yeah, I think it's so thrilling to watch, and I think that there's a lot of sports fans out there that, you know, would rather, and I'm not saying the Yankees, I think the Yankees look good, you know, but I'd rather this team win 70 games than be a team with a bunch of veterans winning 81 games and, like, not going anywhere. And so I think it's, yeah, I think that the, the promising potential feels real, um, and I think we've seen with recent teams, um, you know, like the Royals and all that, that like you can do this, mm-hmm. and we have the sort of oomph behind that to, to really get a splashy free agent when we need to, to right. maybe a final chip, but not build that way. I love that. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I've said it many times before. I'd rather be a team who knows they suck than be a team that's in purgatory um, in most sports. And uh, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. One of the things you mentioned, though, is letting these kids play and then maybe looking for a free agent, you know, to be the guy over the top. There is an incredible free agent class coming up. Guys like Bryce Harper, Josh Donaldson, Manny Machado and others. Um Bryce Harper may, in fact, get $400 million. First of all, how would you feel about that as that was the box office for tramps? And second of all, do you think, I mean, do you think we're just getting completely out of control? Or is a guy like Bryce Harper with the short porch in Yankee Stadium in right field, do you think he could be worth it? He's going to be only like 25 years old when he signs a deal. You know, I just want him to get into, come to New York, get into film investing, do big things, Bryce. I know Bryce listens. Yeah, I think, go out and get it. Like, I never understood this. Like, if you think about it in terms of movies, right? Yeah, it's not exactly the same thing because if your team is spending a ton of money on players, the ticket prices can go up. But the truth is is that, like, it's it's not like money. And um, so, like, when movies, if a movie goes over budget and there's all these articles about it going over budget, my movies don't go over budget. I'll make that clear. But we don't have to go over budget. Let that out there right now, Adam. Go over that's right for uh, any of the that, studios that are listening Adam Leon will get you on budget <laughs> anyway 
you know, on time. Well, maybe not on time, but on budget. <laughs> but but it's like I go see a movie in the movie theater. It's fifteen dollars. I go see a movie on Netflix. It's my Netflix fee. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter to somebody watching Tramps tonight how right. much my movie cost. And ended up that it did go on budget, but it went over budget. It doesn't really matter. And so that's sort of the way I think about this too. Obviously, again, it's a little bit different because if you shell out a lot of money, it can affect other prices. For me, if Bryce Harper can get four hundred million dollars. Good for Bryce Harper, and he can get injured and totally blow it for them, or he could, for whatever team he signs with, or he could, you know, continue to be a Hall of Fame caliber player, really develop into that, and win a couple championships and help the brand and all that stuff, you know. I, I don't get caught up in that too much. Fair enough. Get we it. shall see. Get it. I got one last question for you, Adam. We were talking before, uh, you know, off air, and you mentioned to me that, you know, in fantasy baseball season, you are involved in a pretty heavy-duty dynasty league that has been going on for about 10, 15 years. Can you tell me, you know, just what does that kind of league, especially as you grow older, what does that kind of mean to be invested in something for 10, 15 years? And um, how's your team doing? Uh, I haven't checked this morning, actually, yet, but my team is uh, was in second place yesterday, um, which is, I've never won it, though, you know, I have to say, and that's, that hurts. I've been close. And, you know, when you're close, I've made some trades that were win-now trades, and you don't win, and it's a dynasty league, so you lose those. You lose those young players. You fall into um, the same rebuilding uh, oasis that the Yankees yeah, cannot get into, right? Yeah, you go you're for going it, for it well, all the time. Huh? Now and then, you sort of gutted your rebuilding ships because you're just shading them off to rebuilding teams um, for their veterans. But um, who's yeah, killing it for you, though? Who are your best studs so far on this team? Well, I got Bryce Harper. Oh, well, there we go. I, here's, here's a tough one. Here's a tough one, though. I got Chris Sale, right? Yeah, and. I make it pretty hard and fast rule. No Red, Red Sox. Sox. Right. But he's part of my dynasty. I've had him for years. And it's like, I can't just, people know that I don't want the Red Sox. Right. So they're going to try to get him for me for nothing. And I'm kind of living with it. I'm kind of like, really? I'm going to try to go this season and see maybe, you know, look, in a dynasty league that's been together that long, one of the frustrating things, are trades are tough. Right. Because people don't want to, people don't want to trade their players. They're really scared of making a mistake. Um, but I always like to try to make trades, but sure. it's hard. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to feel it out with Chris. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Check this out. Here's what you need to do. Because it's a dynasty league, you need to flip Chris Sale for one of these young up-and-coming Yankees like my man Gliber Torres. If you finish second or third, hopefully you just listen to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because what we do is help you win your league and win that cash. Thanks so much for spending a couple of minutes with us, Adam. Thank you so much for being in the movie. People don't know this, but Dane's got a pretty big role in the movie. Uh, he plays Russell. He's on the poster. He's yes. um, in the trailer. He's really, and he's uh, he's throwing down with this comedian, Mike Birbiglia, and they, they really make this kind of amazing comic duo. Dane, thank you so much. So much love and respect for, uh, for doing this movie. And... Uh, and me on. Absolutely, Adam. And when you uh, you know, when you get nominated for an Oscar, come on back on the show. And if you need some advice, if people are sending you trade offers for Chris Sale, feel All free right. to holler at your boy. We'll uh, we'll I'm take good care of you. Yeah, I don't I don't even think I need to wait for an Oscar to come back. Come on. <laughs> All right, we'll make that happen for sure. Thanks a lot, Adam, for joining the show. So there you have it. This is my conversation with Adam Leon. You know, uh, big shout out, obviously, to Tramps. You could find that on Netflix right now. 
Your boy is playing the role of Russell. I mean, I can only advocate it for it for, it for so much, but uh, go on out there and let me know what you think. Okay, feel free, and feel free to send me your review at Spittin' Speeds. One thing that I thought was interesting, though, was this idea of he's got Chris Sale on his dynasty team, and, and he's trying to be able to play without Red Sox because, you know, as a Yankees fan, it's the hated rival. You know, I want to get into that a little bit, maybe. Uh, when we come on back real quick, I'll ask Donnie Burns if he has any of his hated rival teams on his fantasy football team. We'll also check in on the poll around, uh, you know, which of the quarterbacks will get a job first. We'll check in on all the scores around the league and tie a nice little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez, Donnie Burns holding me down on the ones and twos so hot that we sweat steam. Come on right back. It'll be the end of the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Aha! You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. We're finishing up another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got something that just happened in Fenway Park. You know there's a lot of eyes on that game going back and forth. We talked about what Manny Machado had to say and that rivalry. Well, Kevin Gausman has been ejected. He hit Xander Bogarts with a pitch and was automatically ejected. The interesting part is it was a curveball. Okay, the Orioles are apparently in shock. Kevin Gausman literally screaming at Sam Holbrook, the umpire, saying, curveball, curveball. So that story continues out there at Fenway and in Beantown, aptly named with the beanings that are going on in this Orioles and Red Sox series. also want to let you guys know that uh, right now in Cleveland, as we have uh, only about two minutes left in the second quarter, the Cleveland Cavaliers are up by 10 on the Toronto Raptors as they look to go up 2 nothing in that series. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, without Sidney Crosby, are up one nothing on the Capitals midway through the first. Uh, Donnie Burns, we had my man Adam Leon on, and he had an interesting little conundrum saying that, you know, he's a big Yankee fan, but now he got Chris Sale on a dynasty team traded to the Red Sox. Do you, when you play fantasy football, do you try to keep away, I don't know, say no Pats on your team because I know you're a Dolphins fan, no Jets, no Bills, anything like that? No, I'm not, I'm not really like that in terms of, like, in-division teams or, like, teams I specifically don't like in real life because that just hurts my chances of winning real-life money. So. Absolutely. And in real life here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we try to help you win your leagues and win that cash. And right now, though, Donnie, I'm telling you, 46% of the people on the poll think that it will, in fact, be Jay Cutler who gets a job first out of the four quarterbacks that I listed. Ryan Fitzpatrick has 24% of the vote. Colin Kaepernick with 21% of the vote, 9% of the vote going to RG3. I'm telling you, we could ask the same thing about a lot of... uh about a lot of positions if you want to know the God's honest truth, and maybe we will. You know, maybe the poll tomorrow will be about running backs like D'Angelo Williams, LeGarrett Blunt, Chris Johnson, or wide receivers like Victor Cruz, Anquan Bolden, and Vincent Jackson. We'll see what happens, but hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow because we put the fun in functional sports radio. Come on back. Dane Martinez with the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow. Peace.